Welcome to the Johnny and Dallas Entrepreneur Podcast. Johnny is a family man who has been buying and selling small businesses since his teenage years. Dallas is a product and branding expert, Shark Tank survivor, and partner to billionaire entrepreneur Mark Cuban. Now it's time to turn it over to your hosts for some powerful, impactful, and fun entrepreneurial excitement. All right. Well, this is episode two of the Dallas and Johnny Podcast, or Johnny and Dallas Podcast. Johnny and Dallas podcast. Right? I don't know. <laughs> However, anyway. it's it's all good. We're here, and it's episode two, we so we're excited. It's rocking. a little bit long overdue. We uh, our first one. We wanted to rip some out right after that, but uh, you know we're we're figuring this out. We got. I think we're gonna have a little better audio this time, which I'm excited bit. about. <laughs> and. Uh, and just some really, really cool content for you guys this time. For you guys watching um, on YouTube and, and those of you listening on iTunes um, and the podcast, go check out YouTube because this one is so visual that I think you have to go and see the, the video on this one to really appreciate what's going on here. But we are at uh, Shade Home and Garden, which is in Orem, Utah. Um, super cool place. And just describe, Johnny, describe a little bit about what you're seeing around you for those who are listening on iTunes. Yeah, so you walk in and it's like home decor everywhere. Like the cool stuff, um, I don't even know if I can say this, but it reminds me of a certain place in Waco um, that I've been to. But you walk in and it's just awesome. Every girl's dream that has a new home. They've got stuff hanging from the ceilings. They've got plant bases. They, I mean, everything that you would want in your new home to make it look awesome is here but that's just the main part then you've got a converted greenhouse that they do weddings and we're gonna talk about this they do yoga they do i mean i mean todd's thought of everything that they can utilize that space for then you go a little further and you've got huge mature trees that they do for the actual the um landscape then you go the other side and they have concert i mean this place is unreal if you haven't been here and you're in the utah the, the orem area you need to come in and just check this place out i love coming here just hanging out but um such a cool place such a fun place to go and if if you're coming here um be aware you're probably going to walk out with a few really cool items for your home because it is it is rad it's a cool place yeah it's definitely definitely worth coming and checking out um i had i had heard about all the buzz about this place mm -hmm. i'd heard um i've seen it on social media i've seen people posting about it i've seen some of the cool events that are happening but i hadn't made it down here yet so i'm i'm excited that i, I first i walked in and and it really hits you with how large the place is yeah. how many SKUs are in both the retail side yep. and then you see the the back where there's just trees and uh, foliage everywhere on the greenhouse side um, and and everything that you see on social and Pinterest you've got fiddly mm -hmm. figs that I hear about all the time from my wife <laughs> you've got the the types of plants that are you know really resonating yeah. and the types of items that everybody is after so I think uh, I mean I think they've just nailed it spot on so let's let's jump into it I'm, I'm excited to hear the story and learn a little bit about how this place came to be so so Todd and I we met a couple years ago um, working at another place. Um, I was helping out some of their apparel stuff and we just became good buddies. Well, I, I'll introduce him. We'll tell a story, but this is Todd. Um, hey everyone. Super good guy, but he, he's the brains and the vision behind this place. And I think he has some help. He has really fun um, employees, which we'll probably talk about a little yeah. later too. Yeah. But th this is the brains behind this place. If you come down here and you see the handlebar mustache, you know, this is the brain. So <laughs> tell us guy. a little bit about yourself and then we'll dive into like how you got into this. Yeah, well, so my name's Todd Moyer, for those who don't know me, um, and basically, you know, I, I grew up in Sandy. I'm from California originally, but uh, 
We left there when I was like five. I grew up in the nursery industry. My okay. dad was a, was a nurseryman, and he had... Is that the correct term, nurseryman? Sounds good to me. Okay, I like I it. Like we'll it. go with that. Yeah. Todd the nurseryman. Yes. Let's make a shirt. So he, uh, yeah, did wholesale and sold to, uh, you know, landscapers, contractors, box stores, and they had huge, giant nurseries. So I remember being a kid, and, you know, on the weekends, my dad would take us down to the nursery, and we'd sleep over and chase deer out of the nursery. So, so it's cool. something I grew up with but never really cared about. Where, where was that at? Was that at local? They here? were all over. So they had oh, them okay. in uh, in Sandy. So if you know where Taipan Trading is, uh-huh. yeah. used to own that property. And oh, they had cool. a nursery there. And then I remember in Centerville. I 90th all the time. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, just like I said, kind of grew up in that. And so it was, uh, yeah, good childhood. Awesome. That's yeah. cool. So then your whole life, you're like, I'm going to be a, what'd you call it? A nurseryman? Yeah. So no, that, that was like the all. idea no, or tell no. us like how you got into so this. Space. I played this sports is... growing up and every kid who plays sports always thinks they're going to go to the NFL or, yeah. uh, you know, the MLB or something. So I'm sure I probably thought that same thing that I was going to be playing professional sports somewhere. So no, nursery was never in the, in the game plan at all. And then I served a mission, um, in Taiwan. And so I speak Mandarin Chinese. So then I was like, well, I'm going to go into international business and be doing stuff in China. Um, But I realized that I suck at school (laughs) and I would ace my Chinese classes and fail English. And so I kind of figured that's probably not going to be my avenue. So then kind of jumped around a bunch of different things and then kind of just got back into it uh, just kind of randomly. I did landscaping when I got home off my mission and kind of always just kind of fell back into it. So love it. one, One quick thing. We're filming this as the business runs. So if you hear people coming in and back, I mean, this place gets really, really busy. We kind of rolled the dice and said, you know what? Let's let's do this while we're while the business day. Let's do it while the employees are working. Let's and do it. I think it. that's so, part of the fun. So yeah. so you'll hear the real business operating in the background, and uh, and yeah, and that's that's it's good stuff. That's what it is. So but, so so okay. So Todd, you, you're doing landscape, and you you've been a nurseryman, right? Yeah. Or a, yep. a, a, I guess a son to a nurseryman. Yes. Um, and that's about the time you and I met, right? Is when you were... Yeah, yep. Yeah, okay. exactly. Cool. So tell us tell us what spawned, I guess, the entrepreneurship in you to like say, you know what? I don't want to work for anyone. I want to do this by myself. Like tell us like kind of where that came from. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, when I was little, if we're going all the way back, like I remember um, I was always kind of a... I wouldn't say lazy kid, but like my parents never made me really work hard. My dad would, you know, I watched my dad and he was a hard worker, but like I always could talk my way out of having to work at home, right? So like my parents, uh, my dad was kind of a uh, Draper baseball for any of you guys from Draper. Like he was in charge of all of that. And so I remember them getting all the candy left over at the end of the year. And I would go out and try and hawk that stuff, right? Nice. And so I'd set up my little stands because it was all free inventory, yeah. right? And so I'd go and try and sell that stuff. Half of it we'd eat and then the other half we'd sell, right? And so never really like had this big amazing story where I just killed it as a young kid yeah. selling anything. But I remember when I got home off my mission, um, I, I started working for my dad and he was sending me out to these rich people's homes who didn't want to deal with a landscaper and I would go and install their trees and plants and stuff and I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And so I started landscaping and that was kind of my first knack at, at, at actually doing a business and even then it was more of a, hey, how can I get enough money to take girls out on cool dates? Uh-huh. More than it was like I have this huge like desire to make a ton of money, and I did like really uh, appreciate going to those wealthy people's homes. I was like, this is cool stuff, yeah. you know. But still, it was more just about girls than it was about like, like really trying down. to build a means to an end, right? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of why Kiss Sticks was born <laughs> That's how too. I started. Hey, yeah. you want to be an entrepreneur? Just- <laughs> Exactly. So, so even with that, like it was like work hard, 
um, build up a bunch of money and then kind of take it easy. Work hard, build up a bunch of money and then take it easy, right? And so it was just kind of this pattern and it kind of scared me because I was like, am I just doomed to just have this like repeating thing where like yeah. I'm never going to really like grow anything? Because even after I did the, the landscaping, I was like, well, I'm going to do a mobile detailing business. And I know a bunch of wealthy people that, you know, want their cars detailed and, and I had always like, you know, been around these people and knew that they had nice cars. So I was like, well, I could go detail their cars. Right. So I did that and you know going through that process and got to where i could you know go and detail people's private planes and do mm, these different okay. things that i was doing but again it was still just like make enough money get the girls make enough money yeah. get the girls you know so it was kind of just this this reoccurring thing and so it wasn't until i finally got married um that i was like i gotta do something serious yeah and i was kind of scared at the beginning because it was right as the economy had kind of crashed and through the middle of that, that tell I was us a like, time frame when did you yeah, get so that was in 2010 okay, that i got okay. married and so um cool. It was like I said, it was bad times, right? So yeah. I didn't have a job at the time, and I was like, freak, what am I gonna do? And so I went and I was like, all everyone in Utah knows door to door is kind of the way to make fast money, sure. right? And so I was there. just like, yeah. all right, well, I'm gonna try it because like all my buddies are doing it and they're killing it. And I had a, a friend named Clint Cushing who was kind of a big deal at Pinnacle Actually, no, at Clint, the time. Clint, yeah. And you know, he sold 300 and something accounts in his first year type of thing. And so I was like, well, I can do that. Right, and so I went out and I sold alarms, and I started out with a company um, that I, I, my friends and my wife, and they sent me out to California. I go out there, and I was like, just could not figure it out. I felt like I had bad help. Like I thought I had a closed sale, and the guy didn't help me close it because I didn't know how to right. actually like sell an alarm. Right, mm -hmm. and so and for those of you who don't know, this is <laughs> this is where you go out to California, somewhere that you have never lived, or <laughs> most people who go out some some place that they're not familiar with. Yeah. You go out and you literally knock on doors <laughs> all day long for like ten or twelve hours yeah. and try to sell them yeah. alarm systems all right? alone, all, yeah. all alone by yourself. It's not a good confidence with no experience. Yeah, it's hard work. <laughs> all three of us have done it and I, and I like you know i'm going on 15 years so. yeah but yeah. some people who some people who have a knack for it and really yeah. and that's and that's when he mentioned you know this guy had sold three four hundred accounts like that guy's bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars for yes. about four months of work yes right so yeah. that's the allure that's the, that's the yeah. one especially guy from that everyone the, talks about everyone <laughs> talks about that guy you could right be that he's guy. the unicorn yeah, yeah. yeah. so you could be the next you, unicorn you man. got all the personality you can do it you can that's just a little background for those of you who aren't familiar with the the you know door to door sales side, um, it's it's incredibly challenging. Yeah. So yeah, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Well, so yeah, so I went to California and didn't sell anything, and so then I came back because I, I knew my buddy had done it. And I was like, maybe I just need to get with the right people, and so I called up my friend Joe Davidson, who was kind of Clint's like go to guy to to recruit. Yeah. And I met with them. I went out to Texas, started selling in Texas, and I went probably to two, three weeks without selling an alarm. I'm like, man, I suck. Like, I am not good at this. And then finally I sold this old lady and for whatever reason she bought the alarm. So I think she's probably crazy because I ended up getting a call maybe two months later saying that I was predatory. Oh no. And like trying to like push this lady yeah. on this sale. And like, if anyone knows me, like I am not a like a hard closer at all. And so like, I know that it was a clean sale, you yeah. know, but still that was kind of another thing that just kind of depressed me. Right. Cause you go and you go to get a sale and it's, it's like hard. Yeah. You hope that it stays. Right. And so I went and did that. I sold probably 
um, 80-something accounts that summer. Um, but like in end of July, early August, um, my wife was a flight attendant. We were kind of flying all over the place kind of at the time. And so I had come back from China with some friends and um, one of my uh, sales that just was like a solid sale, um, wealthy people, we mostly sold ghetto and so I was kind of excited because I had finally found someone who had uh -huh. some money that I could sell to. And uh, it was just a clean sale, it was awesome. I got along with them great. And they called and they're like, dude, your freaking alarm is just like going off. And I found out through whatever that like, we recycle the alarm panels, right? And if you recycle them and the door's been opened, I guess there's some ajar thing that happens. Uh -huh. and, Jeez. and it just keeps going off. And it kind of pissed me off. I was like, I don't want to work for a company that's not taking care right. of my people that I'm trying to sell. Yeah. And so I just started kind of like processing that and processing myself and what I'm willing to do and what I'm willing to sell. And I kind of just really did some introspection and just figured, you know what, I want to have something that I can build that um, brings a, a repeat customer. Sure. I love building relationships and I love talking to people. And I, and I realized that when I was out selling, like I was knocking doors and I'd go back and I'd see those same people just and kind of hang them. out, yeah. you know? And so I just really realized that I'm not just a quick, you know, quick Your car salesman. I, I like relationships. Yeah. And so that's what I loved about the alarm side of it was I got to meet a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like that it just ended there. You know, it was once the sale was done, it, it ended. And yeah. so I wanted to have something that could have a repeat business. Which, which brings us to this beautiful place. So, so I met you, you're working in another place, same industry. And you and I were talking, you said, man, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on my own. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm super pumped for you. Cause I love that. Like that passion. Yeah. I love the pat. I think if you're passionate about something, I think you can make it work. Right. Yeah. So, um, we were talking and you're like, Hey, I, I got this opportunity. Um, tell us about transitioning from a comfortable, good paying job. Yeah. And, that, and is that what it was at the, at the place you were previously to this? Yeah, I guess I was knew. it a, uh, was it an employer? Were you an employee at that place? Yes. Same industry. Um, tell us a little bit about what that was and kind of what you did there. And, and then the jump from, you know, taking the leap into the darkness, so to speak, of, <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, of right. entrepreneurship. <laughs> and I, cause I remember that, I remember yeah. that day of really deciding to go for it. And yeah. it's, it's a, it's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I went and started working with my dad, um, back at his nursery and, um, he had just gotten a new partner in his business and um, it only lasted about a year and then he uh, got bought out by his partner. And so I was there pretty fresh, only being in an in actually in the industry for a year and a half. Didn't know everything, but I kind of knew what I wanted to do and what I saw for the business. And so I uh, stayed on with my cousin and we kind of ran it. And I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna increase the price. I'm gonna get better quality materials and just kind of find these little things I wanted to change. And so I started implementing those things and really ran the wholesale side of our business um, the day to day. And so through that, um, I kind of gained the confidence that I was like, you know what, daddy's not around, he's not the one who's doing this, I'm doing this, mm -hmm. and kind of started to gain the confidence that, you know what, I could do this on my own. And so I had talked to them about buying them out and, you know, never really materialized. And so I found one of my, my, my customers that uh, became really good, a good friend that I had only known for maybe seven months, but I, that I had chased for about a year trying to get him to get his business. Uh -huh. And so from that, I was like, hey, bud, like, Look, I'm not happy where I'm at. I'd love to go somewhere else, and and I was making eighty-two thousand dollars a year, insurance covered, so and it was a just good other job. little perks. It was yeah, it wasn't like I was yes, just like McDonald's wages. Yeah. It, was, yeah, it was good, good money, right? Yeah, and uh, so 
basically I was like, dude, not happy. Like, I'd love to just start our own deal. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Just like without any questions, like, not, so like how got, are we going to do it? It was just like, let's do it. You got to know JJ, who's Todd's yeah. business partner. He's, he'd be fun. He's off doing whatever. <laughs> cowboy or else he could be, he's, yeah. he's cowboy, but um, yeah, he's like a Chip Gaines clone. Super cool guy. So if you come in and you see him, he's like, what, 6'3"? He's got the red six six. I think six, six. I don't know. He's big. Yeah, he's a big red guy. is what they call him. Yeah, he's got he's yeah. got like a, a nice beard and he's good good looking guy. But yeah, he he'll talk to you forever. He's a good guy. But so you so you you've kind of you realize like hey I, I don't want to do this. You found someone to kind of help with the transition. You transition. Tell us what that was like because you go from I mean dude that's a good yeah and you probably move up. There's probably opportunity yeah. for advancement. Yep. And you say no, I'm gonna do this. So you're up and then all of a sudden. Phew, you're kind of back down to square one, right? Yeah, and and so my personal philosophy, you know, coming home off my mission, I started reading uh, self-help books, and one of the books that really helped me a lot to, to realize how I wanted to live my life was Millionaire Next Door. Okay. And I was like, for those who haven't read it, you should check it out. But Millionaire Next Door just really uh, emphasizes it's not about how much money you make, it's more about what you do with your money uh-huh. and being frugal. Um, and that's how you amass money. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of always my concept. And so with uh, prior to like starting my own business, I uh, had kind of arranged my lifestyle to where I didn't have a lot of debt. And so, um, and I, I bought a home that was, you know, not what all my friends bought. My friends bought nice homes and I bought a fixer upper that was cheap, you know, mm-hmm. and I got a little bit of property, but it was, it was a cheap home, right? And so, I think that was a big reason why I was able to make this jump was because I didn't have a lot of bills. I didn't have to worry about like this big nut that I had to cover. And so I feel like that was a lot of it for me was just the lifestyle that that I had set up really lent to me going out and being able to have the courage to step outside. So that was kind of that, that just back. It took your risk and it made it a little bit less, but there's still, yeah, for sure. And so from, from going from 82, and I, I personally don't like to talk. I like to show. Mm-hmm. And so I told my partner, um, you know what, I'll take a, a smaller wage and just to prove to you that, that I believe in this and that I can do this. And so I took a smaller wage, you know, and I was able to do that because, like I said, I had set my lifestyle up that way. And, you know, we started in June. Um, and if you've been in the nursery business like or have seen nurseries, there's a lot of inventory. I mean, there's just a lot of money that goes into stocking that stuff. And so, I mean, you don't have to. Yeah. You've got an inventory here. I'm just looking around. It's yeah. It's no. And, and I mean, I assume like plants die, right? Yep. I, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, this no, it's not an easy business. I'm sh- I mean, you know. No, no. So so you're jumping into this in June, which is probably behind the eight ball a little bit as well. Because 100%. Yep. I always buy my plants when I buy them, you know. Typically it's people past think, when, yeah, when they, they make yeah, that, right? majority. Yeah, exactly. And so not a good time to start. And I was just like, screw it. We're going to do it, you know. Love it. And so June hits and, and we're starting. And, you know, I started out just uh, – I had another nursery that I had had a good relationship with, and I was like, "Look, let me buy plants at a discount from you, so that I can service my customers, and you don't have to take care of anything. I'll I'll take care of the customers. I'll come pick up the material." And so, through negotiating that, I was able to still maintain some of my customers before we actually had any inventory. We hadn't That's had a brilliant. location really. So, so essentially, what he what you're doing, you're, you're white labeling another nursery yeah. to <laughs> bridge the gap because yeah. of because you don't want the expense of inventory. Yeah. So you're essentially Essentially, taking that, putting your brand and your relationship on it, delivering it to your customers before you have the inventory, yeah. and still being able to make the money, albeit a smaller margin, sure. yep. 
but being able to do that. And it was really, uh, you know, trying to maintain the relationship at the same time, you know, because it's once you've gained a customer, it's hard. You want to keep them. You want to keep them. And then on top of that, if you've lost them, it's hard to get them back. Right. Because they're going to get in their little rut of what they're doing every day. Who and they so go to. I was like, well, I've got to do something to keep these key customers. So I didn't focus on all of them, obviously. I just focused on a few select ones. And I was like, all right, I want to maintain them. So I made sure I kept their uh, their their plant material needs taken care of. And so then three weeks later, you know, we start bringing in some of our first inventory. My, my partner had a seven acre property in Provo. And so we started bringing in some stuff, just some basic things, because I, I knew we couldn't really just bring in everything. Right. So we started bringing some basic stuff. And then, you know, three, two weeks after that, like I had a, a trip plan. My wife's friend was getting married in Ireland. And so we were flying out to Ireland and like, I'm freaking out because I'm like, we just started this new business. Um, I'm not going to be there. Yeah. I really don't have any employees. Like, what am I going to yeah. do? What and does your new business partner think? Like, yeah, exactly. So I'm just like praying that everything's going to work out. We fly to Ireland and I'm like, you know, jet lagged in the first place. And then I'd get phone call at two in the morning, one in the morning, whatever time it was because the time changed. Oh, yeah. And so I didn't sleep for three, four days. Um, just because of taking phone calls, trying to arrange things. I was calling that other nursery, trying to get him to deliver stuff for me to my customers wow. and trying not to worry about it come, showing up with a different company's name on it type yeah. of thing, you know? Yes. So it was just, it was kind of hectic, That's scary at the same time. A little bit of a time. stressful vacation. Oh yeah, definitely. Not, not as much of a And like I said, all this was being done on my credit cards because we so really didn't have any money first. There's you know? that, and that's one question that I had and a lot of people ask us they say you know they want to jump into something and when you when you look at this you've got a building you've got inventory mm -hmm. you've got plants you've got employees you've got all of this overhead yeah. and the big question we always get and people ask us is how do you finance all of this yeah. how do you do this so yeah. you're so <laughs> the first thing is you're you're white labeling this other nursery which yeah. helps bridge a gap yeah. then you're using credit cards, yep. uh, taking, taking the leap and believing in it and using credit cards, which, which I've totally done before as well. <laughs> I think, I think any entrepreneur is yeah. really like, has that <laughs> Amex you, card. Yes, yes, exactly. like, <laughs> praise, you know, whoever started Amex. Thank you. Cause you've helped a ton of entrepreneurs. But yeah. Are there any yeah. other ways to, did, did your partner help? Um, as well as that and one of the reasons you brought him on yeah, also in the yeah, definitely. So, I mean, finance side? That was uh, just in the interim. And, and a lot of it was just because I, I didn't want to ask him for anything yet. You sure. Know? You want to prove and it And so out. he knew he was going to be providing funds to it. Got right. it. Um, but at the time, I was just like, and he said, you know, you can use my credit card, whatever. But I just felt bad. Yeah. You know, because I just want to, I'm like, I'm going on a vacation. <laughs> like, yeah. I've got to do something to prove myself. So I was totally. kind of like trying to minimize what amount I was putting on his cards. Um, until and, and we were also trying to buy that nursery that I was thinking about. That oh, I was so we're still with. going back to that. And so, um, well, no, the, the one that I had arranged the, the deal with right. to get the discount. Oh, you're okay. Yeah, so I was looking at trying to buy one. theirs. Yeah, and so we were kind of just in this in-between phase of like bringing stuff into our place, brokering his stuff, trying to buy his place. Oh, man, that's stressful. And, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, that deal ended wow. up falling through. Um, came back and then he started, you know, flowing money into the business and we kind of just started taking off. And so back up a little bit, JJ never done this business before. No. So he's not even investing in them. He's investing in you. He's yeah. saying, yeah. my buddy Todd has got this. I've known him for seven months. He seems like a pretty good guy. <laughs> Here's my credit card. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. I mean, that that's one thing in business I found. If you have a good partner, I feel like it helps in every way, but something like that, that's incredible. Like he's putting so much faith in you, really. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't yeah. know what a tree sells for. Yeah. He's, 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 hey, 
take this. I know you've got it. That's really cool. That's a cool, cool part of your story. And what's interesting there is like, I remember talking to him like eight months down the road, you know, when, cause we ended up doing in that short period from when, cause you know, in winter, nobody plants plant right. material. So you're done in October, November. So I had this small little window to sell something. Yeah. Right. And so I ended up doing, you know, $450,000 in that small little window. Awesome. And you know, I remember talking to him six months later and him being like, dude, I didn't even think you were going to sell anything. So like he took <laughs> so he you know, was, all that and was like, hey, let's awesome. just see what happens. Yeah. And, it, and if you know, Jay, uh, he's a good dude. You can't say yeah. nice things about the guy. I didn't know that. That's incredible. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So you got it up and running. Obviously, if you guys were to come in right now, you would see this place is awesome. I mean, you've done it the right way. What I admire about these guys when I meet with them and we talk and we just, you know, shoot the bull or whatever is – you guys have found different ways to utilize the property. Tell us about some of those. And then actually, I think we'll be able to right, get some footage of some of the cool yeah, things that they've done some, here. Yeah, we're going to get some cool footage and show you guys as we're talking about this. But I think that's an interesting piece of this of this business is there's multiple revenue sources, right? Yeah. You started in the wholesale. Um, you, you've got a awesome wholesale side of the business and then you've got this retail place mm -hmm. and then what led you to expand to all these different sources of revenue and and why with if if that was already working and doing well mm -hmm. why did you decide to expand out of there versus just focusing on that yeah, yeah and that, that's one of the, the hardest things to do I think because you're it takes money for each of those extra things you put in right yeah so you've got something that's working it's like why don't we just stick at this you know and and a lot of that comes back to actually our trip in Ireland um, you know my wife and I went to a couple nurseries while we were out there and I was like this is the way nursery should be done and if you've ever been to, to Europe nurseries are uh, an all-day experience there's you know a gift shop a clothing shop there's yeah. a restaurant there's the it's nursery like experience there's a petting zoo it's an yeah. experience and so, wow. so people go That's out awesome. and most of them are out in the country so they're not like in the main city areas and so you go out there and spend the whole day there it's not just a quick hey I'm gonna pop into Home Depot so, so this never was and you can be honest, yeah. just a wholesale nursery. You were thinking from the beginning, I want this to be an experience like in Ireland. I mean, I started to get the ideas, right? Okay. And so it wasn't really like, this is what we're doing. Mm. It was it was a formulating I could, I could idea. do this. I this could, could do eventually this. Yeah. happen. If I was going to do this, this is the way I would do okay. it. And so, because I'd always known the wholesale. And, it, and wholesale was easy for me. It just yeah. made sense. And so... Um, the retail, I wouldn't say that was the, the, the idea from the get-go. It was kind of something that kind of melded and okay. formulated through that whole process. And so with that, like the, as far as going back to your question, as far as all the different things, um, you know, I had talked to a guy before and he's like, the problem with some businesses is they'll start, you know, and they'll get to 60% of what their capacity is, and then they'll shut that thing down or sell it off or do something, and then they go do something completely different and have to start back at one, at zero, right? And so one thing he said to me was, you know, when you get to that 60%, introduce something that, that falls in line with mm -hmm. that so you don't lose that 60% of momentum. Yep. And so that's what we've tried to accomplish here is, okay, we're at 60% and we're not at 60%, just so you know. Like well, we're probably operating to 20% and then adding more things right. because I've got a gracious partner that believes in what we're doing. So if you can't do that, I would wait till you got revenue coming in. Right. Sure. We, uh, you know, like I said, with my partner, we're, we've been able to not have to do that. But 
uh, things that we just felt would be complementary um, marketing-wise um, with with the traffic that each of them bring, um, because that's one of the things with the retail that I'm starting to learn. Because I've never been in the retail space, um, just is is getting people to show up. Because yeah. we, we believe we have an awesome product, we believe we have an awesome place, but people just haven't seen it. And and when people explain it to other people, they really have no clue what we're really doing. Right. And they'll be like, it's just kind of hard to explain yeah. like, because there's so up. much going on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They're like, how do you explain that? clearly and so like I said we just have kind of tried to add one more thing so, to well, this so let's talk mix. about things you've added so you've got the wholesale yep then I noticed that there you got I don't know if this is the part of it but you got all the different types of sand and bark and all that stuff sure that came with the wholesale yep you got property here and you realize like man we could so how much saw did you lay on the on the north side here Oh, there's a, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of sod out there that uh, um, no one came and helped us with. Thank you guys. I did, hey, next time, next time, we got you. Sweet. So you got all this sod up here on the north side, and what do you do with that? Because I've actually been to a few of these, but I want you to explain it how you would yeah, explain so, it, and I'll um, explain what I. I serve my mission in Taiwan, and there's one cool thing that everyone does. If you've been to Taiwan, you go to night markets, yeah. and there's just like down these streets, and there's tons of little vendors, and and it's a lot based on food there. Uh -huh. um, but and there is some little small businesses that do it, but a lot of it's just food. So you walk down these streets, it's all lit up, and you can just buy so many different things, and it's just so cool. it's a really cool experience. And so we wanted to kind of create something on a small scale. Um, here, but include more community. Obviously, there we were foreigners, but, yeah. but for them, it was community, right? Yeah. And so we wanted to create a community experience where people could come and just have a cool night out. And so what we do is we uh, we um, actually search on Instagram and we find local businesses. Um, most of it's just boutique -y type stuff, mm -hmm. more driven towards the females. Uh, and we... Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> but it's a blast. It, yeah, 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 I get it. And so we get them to come and they set up a booth and, and whatever their little business is, they set that up. Yeah. And then with all of us, and this is a, also a really cool thing, is just um, it's very synergistic because mm -hmm. all of us businesses all market together this one event. Yeah. And it really helps the, the reach, turnout. The yeah. reach is just so much, so much farther. Broader, right? Everybody's sphere of influence is just magnified yes. by 20 vendors yep. all in one spot for one really yep. cool event. Yeah, I think that's so smart. So for our first one, we did just for free. We are yeah. just like, we just want to get people to show up. So we called the food trucks, we called all the vendors, and we got, you know, 35 vendors out there. We got five food trucks. And I mean, it was like, we're nervous. It's like you're a kid in, in school and Is you're like inviting kids gonna to your birthday party. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are they going to show like, up? Do they come, like me? Yeah. You know? And so we did that and... I mean, we had just the most amazing turnout, and we had a band out there. Everyone loved it. And was Some this the, at night as well? Yeah, it's similar night. to yeah. the okay, yeah, exactly. Cool. And so, um, you know, we're just like, dang, dude, we killed it. That was awesome. You know, it's just like this high of just all these people showing up, and we probably had over a thousand people show. Yeah. You know, and it was just our first thing, and so it was, uh, it was just a cool thing that we wanted to keep going. We enjoyed it. Everyone there loved it. Even the vendors who didn't really sell well were like, this was just the coolest. Yeah, thing. Just the vibe was awesome, and then with the band playing and everything else, and it's at a nursery, cool setting, and so it was just a, a great experience. So, and, a, and with the setting side, so you've got you've got the events out on the lawn, you've got the retail store, you've got the mm -hmm. wholesale side, and then I noticed back here you've got a reception hall yep. as well. So yeah. you can do 
weddings and what Yoga. are some of the types of events that come that happen out on this reception hall yeah so we uh you know i had seen other nurseries um doing weddings and so i was like well that's 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 amazing we, sh we need to be doing that and so last year we started construction we converted one of our greenhouses that he used to grow in plant material and and with the growing i've just never really cared to grow i'm just like let's just do something else with right. the space and so we converted it we spent quite a bit of money on making this amazing cool space and uh, we opened that in, in April. And our first uh, event that we had was uh, an Instagram um, influencer, uh, Late with Kate. She did a okay, launch yeah. party for her new, um, her, her new pajamas that she's doing. And so we did a launch party in there, 350 people, just an amazing night, so had cool. a blast. Like me and JJ were the only dudes there with a bunch of <laughs> 350 <laughs> females. So was, yeah. yeah, sorry wife. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a good time. And then, and then we do the weddings and the weddings are magical. They're yeah. all cool. Um, it's just a cool different vibe inside of there. Cool. So I guess to summarize, at the end of every couple months, are you like, are you and JJ sitting down saying, all right, where else can we make some money utilizing this property, utilizing our Instagram, which by the way, go follow them, Shade, Shade Garden, right? Shade, at Shade Home. At Shade Home. Home and Garden, Home and Garden yep. on Instagram. Super fun. Um, Todd and JJ are way funny on there. But um, I mean, what do you guys do? Do you sit down every couple of months or is it like JJ runs in here is like, Todd, I got an idea. Let's do this. Or so how does so that JJ and I work out every morning together. You know, we get up at okay. 5.30, we go to the gym. And so a lot of it will just be like something I thought of that night. And we're like best buddies, so we yeah. call each other all the time. So it's just really like when something pops in our head, we call each other, hey, we need to be doing this. Cool. Hey, we need to be doing this. And then we just kind of game plan of how to, how to actually get it done, right? Dude, I like that's that. so cool. I like that. One thing I wanted to ask, we have a, a few more minutes here, um, but... As we've talked about this, I think if you're just listening from an outside perspective, it seems like you had a lot of wins. It's If I was listening to this for the first time, yeah. it's like, oh, well, sure, you do an event and a thousand people show up. Or, oh, sure, <laughs> you sell $450,000 in yeah. your first, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, well, entrepreneurship for me isn't like that. But I'm sure, I mean, that is what a lot of people think it is and they think a lot of the successes happen so easily and so quickly but what are some of the tough things what are some of the things that were that were hard and that really were stumbling blocks both beginning and then and then growing this business and and right now i mean we've been extremely blessed uh, just first and foremost and uh i think one thing is is like I've always uh, treated myself like in sports growing up, like I always knew I wasn't the most talented, but I was willing to work harder than I felt like mm -hmm. most other people were. And I feel like that's the same thing in business. Um, you know, my partner, if, if any of you guys know JJ, like the dude is just always working and he's a freaking, he's a, he's a machine. Yeah. And so that was part of it. Like people don't see that side of things, right? you know, and, and I think, I'm, I'm gonna go to the stumbling blocks part of it, but like as far as the success part goes, freaking I'm working my butt off. Yeah. And I know that like I'm younger than, than my competitors. And so I'm like, it, what I lack in experience and knowledge, I felt like I could make up in, in being willing to call more people and being willing to spend a little bit more time on Instagram or, or just putting time in, you know? And obviously everyone knows you have to work smart. It's not like you can just put stupid time in and you're gonna get results. Right. Um, but just, I put in extra effort. I was putting in Saturdays, you know, my wife wondering when I'm coming home, my kids wondering when I'm coming home. And so t 
before the stumbling blocks and before the success, it's always been just the I am willing to put in a lot of sacrifice and time into yeah, the, right. the work side of it. But as far as stumbling blocks go, you know, definitely. I mean, there's times where, you know, I've got a competitor that's that's very like, you know, frustrated with our situation because I left them. And so there's a little bit of like, you know, mm. stuff that goes on there too, yeah. right? Where, um, you know, there's a big customer of mine that, that they'll call up or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, whether it's through giving them a better price, I'll lose some of these customers. And so some of that stuff, you know, it's easy to, to put it off in the long run, but when they happen, it's like, shoot, man, that's, that's going to hurt us. That yeah. just took a yeah. $100,000 customer out of my pocket, you know? And so there was definitely those things that, along the lines that that was like, well, how are we going to do this, you know? And then other things where, um, you know, we're getting to spring and, and if you know, like we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of plant material outside that we have to buy in spring, you know? Yeah. And so when there's no money coming all winter, you know, we don't have a customer in the wintertime. Yeah. And so there's no money. We're paying our wages. And then spring comes, and I've got to spend five hundred thousand dollars, and it's like, where's that going to come from, right? Yeah. And so, um, that's where the stress and the like, the to me, the little like, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. And and a lot of those things are just like, okay, let's just let's just figure it out, you know? You just do. You got to. You have to do right. Right. How do you keep a? How do you keep? What is your mentality like when those things come up? Is that that's one of the hardest things about being an yeah. entrepreneur and a business owner is those things that seem insurmountable um, and you just you just can't get past this yeah. kind of stuff. How do you keep your mindset and do you have any tips or tricks for the yeah. listeners to stay positive yeah. and to get through that? So one of my first, our first year at this location, um, we uh, you know had a year where like money came late, right? And so I couldn't buy new inventory. And with this, like you have to have specific products for my customer base, right? And so yeah. that became really frustrating because I couldn't buy the things that I knew that I needed for my customer. And so I kind of got depressed. I was like, obviously I didn't notice it at the time, but mm-hmm. I, I stopped pushing as hard. I stopped uh, calling like I call normally. And so, and obviously I was still selling like crazy and still did really well. We increased a ton. I mean, we over doubled our, our sales, but um, I remember just kind of having that feeling. And so looking back as, as to why we didn't meet our goals that year, I was able to like notice that that was the problem. I, I had that depression and it stopped me from moving forward and selling. Mm-hmm. And so this year I've really like, when those things come up, it's been okay, no matter what, even if the worst thing happens to us and we don't have any money, I still got to sell all this stuff. Yeah. I still got to sell it. Yeah. So it's like, why stop? So it's just like understanding the reality of the situation. It's like, you can't control what other people are doing, what your customers Uh are doing, what you can't control is your, I love that, your attitude and knowing what your responsibilities are and just doing those. Focusing on like what you have to do, not what the, not what you can't control. Because realistically, You lose a customer, you can't make them come by from you, yeah. right? Yeah. I like that. And, and and like I said, I mean, if we had to shut down the business, I'd still have to sell all that stuff. Right. And so why why get stressed about it? I still got to sell. Why so, dwell on So the, that's what came yeah. to me is just like, okay, and that's what I've changed this year um, is no matter what, we're selling. We're moving yeah. forward. And don't care if I, if I can't buy in this new product, I've still just got to sell it. Yeah. So that sh- little shift has, has helped me a ton this year. It's changed like the everyday side of things. And so I think that's where where I would put my focus is, is don't worry about the the circumstances. What can I control? And it's it. I know that I can go out and sell. Well, yeah, I like that. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, Dow's got some information on the actual business. And we're going to throw out a promo code for you guys that have come in here. 
um, or buy on you guys online, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Stuff. Yep. So you Shade, can buy online. Shadehomeandgarden.com. Go to uh, check it out. Um, for those of you listening on iTunes, I'm going to post some links. I'm going to post both the links to the Instagram um, and online. Check it out. They've got DIY uh, tips and tricks on here. They've got all the outdoor living furniture and decor they've got the landscape design and consultation and of course all the flowers plants trees and soil i mean everything anything you need for your home your garden outside inside uh you can really come here and get and then awesome consultations as well so uh definitely check them out online um Look at the events. They've got some really cool stuff coming up. Uh, we didn't have much time to talk about uh, really some of the fun events that are coming yeah. up. So so check it out. I'm going to post links, and we'll, we'll post some updated links. But I heard about some stuff they're doing uh, around holiday, around yes. Christmas yeah, this year. And stay just tuned for that. Stay so tuned cool. because because that is going to be, if you're in the area, that's going to be something that, that you're not going to want to miss. So uh, sure. we just, we appreciate your time, your story. Uh, it's, it's fantastic, super inspirational, and, yeah. and I think people are going to love hearing yeah. it. So, so yeah, we'll throw out some discount discount codes, I guess. If you come um, in, even mention the podcast. Mention the podcast, and then the 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 code uh, JD Podcast. If you're using that online, they're gonna they're cool enough to give you a special little discount for any of the listeners. Um, so if you're if you're in store, if you're online, uh, just type in uh, JD Podcast at checkout, and uh, and yeah. they'll hook you up. And no joke, guys, if you're in the Orem area off Geneva Road, right, Geneva Road. Yep. Just stop by. Such a cool environment. The coolest employees you've ever seen, and honestly, the decor is like so rad. I, I, I come in here a lot, and I'm not a decor guy, and I, I actually don't let my wife come in here because I'm a little <laughs> nervous about the damage you do in here because it, it's really, really pretty incredible. So check it out. Um, Todd's always here. JJ's here when he's not out roping cattle and delivering calves. Um, but seriously, come by. Check it out, guys. It's rad. It's a really, really cool place. Yeah, thanks again. Yeah, yeah thank you, guys. Appreciate right. it.